honey, I'm so glad you chose not to wear that purple dress. Sharing has to go. Oh, I forgot my no. Oh, all right, okay. I, I must have forgot to take that off with, uh, with the high <laughs> What are we doing today? Don't you know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. Amen. The creator of the earth. The end of the earth. He will not grow tired of worry. His understanding, no one can think. He gives strength to the weary. And increase the power of the weak. Even youth grows tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Amen. Well, it's uh, interesting that we get to share about soaring on wings like eagles when we're, um, many of us are getting a little older and things are changing and happening all the time. And we, we did want to share some things that brought us to some victories during this um, season of our lives mm-hmm. as Christians. Yeah. We feel like we were really prepared to have children. Nine months and several hundred books in all our family and whether we wanted their advice or not. <laughs> and um, it, was just, it was just great. And then for over 20 years, um, all of our life ran around the kids. Uh, work, church, kids and their activities. And um, it happened in a minute where there was no one home. We had no idea what that would feel like, no idea what it would be like. But after a little tiny bit, we thought, hey, this is pretty nice. We were grateful that we liked each other, which yeah. wasn't always true. That's right, that's right, that's right. And, um, yeah, and our lives were still busy, but uh, we, we were going to change a lot of it, including our times in the church. Mm-hmm. However, um, that didn't last long. Our youngest son... Uh, needed to return home from college after the first month because of a serious illness. Mm. So we immediately went back into parent mode mm. and, you know, uh, even more so doctor-nurse mode kind of thing to take care of him and to help him. And I was beginning to get kind of stuck in it and just lost in it. However, God had a different plan for that time than we had. He brought several families into our lives who really wanted to know God. Um, one of the patients of Calvin Zeb Sears actually kept coming to church and after a few months or a few weeks, sorry, talked about studying the Bible and I kept saying, you need to go somewhere else. I'll find someone to study with you. I'll bring you to the other church. And um, she said, you know, I really want to study with you. So we began uh, studying with a couple and um, a few months later we studied with another couple and a few months later putting people in our lives that wanted to know him. And little by little, we learn um, in the middle of the really the very toughest time of our life, we learn to take care of other people and ironically felt a lot healthier about ourselves, a lot more faithful in God. Faith is what you can't see, but we saw how he worked. And um, it, it saved us. Absolutely. Um, God knew it was going to take us out, the, our son's problems. And um, he also knew that he wanted for us to learn some training in it that would last. This illness isn't over. It's always better. It's always uh, got good and bad times. But 
neither is our walk with God over, never will be, until we you know, stand in front of him and he says, well done. But we learned to love serving in the middle of it. And um, it became who we were uh, in many ways. Not only, when you study the Bible with somebody, you don't just sit down and send them home. You get involved in their family and their children and their lives and helping them in so many ways. And, um, you know, it, it doesn't end even at their baptism. So many families were baptized during the past few years, which we're so grateful to have been part of. Yeah. Past five years, we've been disciples for 24. And I can say the past five years have been the best. Uh, and some things we like to share things that we've had, we've learned, people have taught us, uh, and we really relied on, is kind of the ABCs of continuing to soar on wings like eagles. First, we're going to look at assessment, Bible study, and then conviction. That's kind of Bible study that gives us the conviction. So really it's ABCs. We'll start with assessment, um, examining your heart, what's working, and what needs improvement. What is your place with God in certain areas, particularly Bible and prayer times, your outreach to the lost, your service to the church and to the poor, your own marriage, and your continual impact on your children who are not at home. What do I hope for? Where do I put my hopes? Am I being renewed daily by the word? And that's the some of the criteria for the assessment. The, what is your vision? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? What do you want to become? For God, 2012. What are some of the things that can cause us to either lose our vision or not develop a vision? It, let me just, for, 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 for me personally, it can be family issues. <coughs> money, illness, death, death of a parent, a brother or a sister. I lost my brother this time last, last year. Mm-hmm. It can be marriage. Marriage and kids can be who your kids are going to marry. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. Sadness about the past. Yeah. Or fear of what's to come. Dreams. Or the dreams that died. Not having children. Perhaps my kids aren't disciples. Physical pain. Surgeries. 2011 was the first year in the last six that I didn't have a major surgery. And, you know... You know, procedures and recuperation takes longer. There's the emotional pain. Working to support a family. Satan wants to use all of these situations, all of the emotions, the feelings, the joys, the bads, the goods, the hurts, the pains for our vision, and to use it fast. But here's the thing. God wants to take every single one of those experiences, our joys, our ups and our downs, Mm -hmm. that we allow Him. 
wants to use them for good. That's right. That's right. You see, Isaiah 40, verse 28, it's still true, no matter what our situation, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one absolutely want to give you a lot of scripture because that is what helps us to change. That is what guides our day. But we also wanted to share some pretty personal things. And I never thought that I would be a fearful person. I just um, kind of plowed my way through my adult years and thought I did an okay job of it, being a single mom and going to college. And But in the past couple years, I fight anxiety every single morning. Before I get out of bed, I say, God, this is the day you have made. What do you want me to do with it? And then I add, uh, for God to protect my heart. I feel with anxiety I could go down the other path to just um, selfishness. And I know that Jesus is still Lord. And um, I know that he will protect my heart every day. Well, I don't know about you, but I have my views. You know, the things that when... When you're in your quiet moment, whatever that may be for you, in a 24-hour period, I have, I think most people do, once a week, a period where they really are, where they feel fragile and broken. Each morning, each morning, Satan wants to really focus on the thing I haven't done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's my demon. It's my weakness. It's my most vulnerable yeah. period. So, just it's it's. He wants me to, to to think about you know my failure as a Christian, father, and he wants me to give up. Do so we have those moments? I have those moments. And I have to fight with on a regular basis. What I've come to do in that battle, is that I just know I need other people. I have a brother that comes over three mornings every week. Comes to my house. And he does it, at least as far as I'm concerned, he does it for me. And some mornings, you know, we like to walk, we like to waste. And there are some other mornings where I just, you know what, I gotta go. I look outside and there he is sitting on my sidewalk. <laughs> Sometimes we're on the couch, we put a blanket around us separately. On <laughs> 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 <have> separate couches. <laughs> okay, and uh, and we'll pray together. Okay. You know, every now and then we make those off for a minute or two. But see, that's where we need one another to help us to really put the practice. It helps me for Philippians 4 8 where it says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or seen or heard from me, put it into practice and the God will be with I am incapable of seeing myself clearly. Discipleship is what I, what I need to help me. 
stay faithful. That's why I need to help me stay married. I mean, just yesterday, Elaine uh, and I met with uh, and Regis just to talk about things, and I had no idea. For the last four weeks, she, she knows how I have not been there for her. Mm-hmm. How I have been really neglecting her. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I had no clue. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that, you know, I appreciate the fact that by having people in our lives, pain felt secure and had care all the things, by incident, so that, you know, there was no doubt, was very clear, gave the opportunity to repent, mm-hmm. and in our lives that we can really, yeah. lives, you've got to have a, a, a format where you can just mm-hmm. let it go, husbands, I think that, you know, we've got to have a format where we can, uh, my end of discipleship is, um, not to wait for me, and um, honestly, because um, the list does grow, and I disciple myself, I'll read enough scripture to do the right thing, and still not there, so um, as we get older, we absolutely need people more and more, even then when we were first disciples, because I feel like there were basics that anybody could have taught, anybody. But as you get older, the stuff is deeper and dirtier and darker, and mm-hmm. if it doesn't come out, it'll be more embarrassing, very humiliating at times. Mm-hmm. But I think um, God means for us to grow in these tough times. If you look back on how long you've been a Christian, I absolutely learned 90% of anything in the hard times. Yeah. The, right. the fun times were, what, last night were fun times. Right. And they, right. kinda, they kind of build you up for getting through the other Times. And uh, fun together also does that. It gets mm-hmm. us um, together to go through the hard times. But God's plan includes uh, making spiritual goals combined with having other disciples in our lives. Um, and in order to have effective assessment, we need to write it down where we're doing well, the area that we're doing well, so we don't think we're a total wreck. And Specifically, very specifically, the area where we're not, think about it and talk with other Christians. As Calvin said, I'm, I never can evaluate how I'm doing. I can be on a phone for five minutes, and that other person will say, well, what's up? And I'm so grateful, because it does change the way I think. I think, well, I thought I was doing okay in that. Or, and it's not always a big thing, but it needs attention before it is a big thing. Discipleship has never been out of style. It's... Uh, Sometimes it's got a bad rap, and I'm not sure why. It's always worked for us. We've been on um, every single time. And we've had some really, really hard discipling in 24 years. Or 24 years as a Christian. 27 years. I always remember. <laughs> so it tells you that three of them, we were not Christians. And they weren't very good. So um, bring that assessment. Bring those things to the Bible, um, whether you do it with someone or not, but bring that assessment, bring that evaluation to the Bible. Amen. Mm-hmm. Bible study. we got to read our Bible. Yep. After we assess the direction, the playbook, the manual, the, the for, uh, you know, uh, whatever discipline you work in, you, I know you have a manual, something that you go to for the correct direction. I 
as a, as a Christian, it's a it trans, we are transformed by the word. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform, conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. Bear and petition with thanksgiving. Bless to God. And the peace of God, all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. And as I look around the room, I see a lot of you that have been Christians for quite a while. Some that are just a few years. For your youth. <laughs> but whatever it takes to renew it, maybe audio books, making time with others, asking others what they're reading, it's how you staying close to God's word. Recently I've been reading Proverbs 31. I got an email from a dear friend yesterday who's, uh, whose friend is dying and asked that I read that about her. She thought it epitomized her. And part that I kind of stuck on was uh, a wife of noble character laughing at the days to come. And there's so many times that's not how I feel. I mean, there's daily. We cry more together than we ever have over our children, over, uh, over the lost at times, over hardships in our friends' lives. And I don't know, uh, 50-something, it just, the waterworks begin and don't stop. And... Um, but it also is good because we care a lot more than when we were young. We're pretty selfish and getting over it. Um, laughing at the days to come does not mean that life is perfect or that everything's going well. It's a goal. It's a. Um, it's what God has in mind. Be real about things and then get to a point where you're at least joyful about the outcome or where you can at least share it with someone and be joyful about the sharing part or... Reading this proverb inspires me to be joyful during hard times. And so does Ephesians 1.18. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Scriptures that, that I really take refuge in. Psalm 37, verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. And he will do this. He righteous reward shine. Proverbs 37, 25. I was young. And now I am old. <laughs> I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor their children. Second Corinthians, starting chapter 4, starting verse 7. But we have this treasure, the earthen vessels, that the surpassing greatness of the power may be of God and not from ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always caring about in the body, the dying, the life of Jesus also may be manifested. These are the promises for us, visions we've got to grab onto, and never let go of. Um, we've been studying with a couple lately, and in the middle of the study, we talked about sin and repentance. And part that's hardest, I think, for people to understand until you make Jesus Lord is dying. Um, I didn't understand. I mean, when you read a scripture, when you read Luke 9, you, you talk about the cross and carrying it, and 
um, usually it meant, you know, dealing with a headache. My cross is that I have headaches every day or that my son did this. Or my, but it's really dying every day to who we are. Mm -hmm. The thing is the scripture said so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our bodies. <coughs> and then the change is profound and it lasts. And it leads to the third part of ABC, the conviction. Mm -hmm. No matter what our lot in life is, no matter what stage of life we're in, in order to be different, for the courage to change, we return to God. When we think about conviction, sometimes how do I get it? How do I maintain it? What am I going to do about it? How will I become who God wants me to be? And what is God asking of me, and how will I respond? Mm -hmm. It demands self-assessment mm -hmm. with discipleship, Bible study, and also taking on the idea that I, I will be different. I will listen closer to what God has to say. Mm -hmm. I will follow a little closer as I listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's the it's it's the the thing that we cling to. We don't necessarily want to do. It's whatever is going on. But I don't that brothers me. <laughs> oh. James one twenty two. Not merely listen to the word and so themselves. Do what it says. Man, the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard. So putting the ABC all together practically. Thus, we have to have a, a, a vision. You've got to assess where you're at. That's my current sin pride. Not trust my own understanding, which is always skewed. We're blind sheep. Have my own agendas. In every area of my life. And I have to struggle to keep that agenda in line with God's teaching. That's our sin. Like taking a bath. This is the practical part. So I think about um, what I am tempted in on a regular basis is not, um, it's really not to carry all those bags full of Jimmy Choo's, but it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is to say, I, just, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go there and take care of this woman or her situation or go to midweek and teach kids kingdom to those little two-year-olds who are going to be exhausted and hungry. And, um, that is in my head. But in my heart is um, sometimes, and if it's not, I read this. First Peter 2.16 is live as servants of God. And I also think of Nike on a regular basis. Just do it. Just do it. Like, you know it's going to go well. You know it's going to please God. You know you're going to feel better. But I think um, another way to just do it is to pay attention to needs because then your heart is in it. Um, you know, when you're serving and your heart isn't in it, it's going to show up really quickly. And uh, Ask how you can help. If you're not feeling uh, part of a Bible talk or a community group at this point, ask how you can help. What is, what's needed? Uh, sometimes it's physical. Um, you know, one of our sisters had surgery. She needs some meals. Many times it's simple. Um, praying together. It's the best answer we have for anything. And then um, do spend time serving. 
you know, you'll see people talking about communion, you'll see the hosts, you'll see people who take pictures, you'll see how they set up the music in the beginning of church. Pay attention and you'll see where you can be used and you won't even think about laziness or, or um, just being passive. It's also, for me, it's also the area of entitlement. Mm-hmm. I've earned it. Mm-hmm. Hey, McDonald's, I deserve a break today. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, after all, I work hard. Oh, yeah, you do. You know, I take care of people. Mm-hmm. You, know, if, if, you know, I don't have to, to do what's right every single time. <laughs> Very deceptive. Yeah. Yeah. Entitlement. Yeah. Eat be cold and dressed up in a way that is suffocating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Comfort. Of our comfort zone. First yep. Peter 4.10 says, each one, each, each one should use whatever gift he had received to serve others. That's what my Bible says. Does it say Calvin, you are entitled to do whatever you want to do. Each one should use whatever gift. Everyone in this room has a gift. God wants us to look outwardly of how we can serve others. How can you do that? Plan evenings, call people, set up times for key times, share your faith. Uh, Return emails, return phone calls. Yeah. Evening studies. Um, I mean, really sit down and have a vision and plan and get input if you're having issues with that. Um, another thing that I can struggle with is uh, being very independent, running, like Calvin has his old plans over here. I could run mine and the house and a few other people with it. And with that comes isolation. It uh, could be kind of a hobby to just... Uh, it, it could even be somewhat spiritual. Um, you know, I'm in my Bible, and then I'm something or other, but I could absolutely um, stay isolated. And Philippians 2, verse 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. <laughs> but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. So I love that God knows that I have interests and he gives me the time for them. But I also need to look to the interests of others and that would be in fellowship. That's where I see it. That's where I feel it. I show up early. I leave late. Mm-hmm. I could probably help set up the chairs at every single time we meet because that's where the fellowship is. In the middle I'm listening to some kind of a lesson or watching the children, but um, fellowship is what keeps me from being isolated. It mm-hmm. keeps me from running my own life. It keeps point. me yeah. with a piece of paper that yeah. says my schedule, and it, it's really, um, Mary Maines, many of you know her, said years ago, every day, hand God a piece of paper and tell him to fill out your day. Um, I actually have thought of that many, many times, and it, it goes well. It, it, it does. I try not to erase too much of it, but it goes well. So things like um, the specifics would be, you know, paying attention to needs, having meals with people, going on prayer walks, going on prayer phone calls including other people when you do have a Bible study and um, absolutely reaching out so you do have time to study. This is without a doubt what I'm going to say next. Listen carefully. 
very, very careful. You all sitting here are the most talented, have the most life experiences, have been given more than any other group membership in the church. Much that has been given. Mm-hmm. Much is expected. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> Like, we're like superheroes. <laughs> I mean, think about that. God has given us, at this stage of our lives, the ability to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. In conclusion, I want us to remember and grab hold of this. I want us to imitate the heart and the life and the spirit of Caleb. Listen to this. Joshua. Caleb gives a charge. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barna to explore the land. And I brought it back a report according to my convictions. But my fellow Israelites who went, who went up with me made the hearts of the people melt in fear. I said, young I, however, Followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. So on that day, Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance, and that of your children forever. Because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Now then, just as the Lord promised, He has kept me alive for 45 years since the time He said this to Moses. While Israel moved about in the wilderness, so here I am today, 85 years old. I am still strong today. As the day Moses said, yeah. I am just as vigorous to go to battle now as I was then. Let's go to battle. Thank you. Amen. 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 Caesar, why don't you end this in a prayer? Father in heaven, we uh, need you so much each and every day. Thank you so much for the uh, teenage imagination, think outside the box, and uh, go beyond, my God, our fears, go beyond uh, their leadership and their... Uh, <laughs> and the next classes are uh, five-something, sorry. 5.15. You have about five minutes, I believe.